SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. We are talking about legal issues. There's been a new Labour Court decision on constructive dismissal. And uh, to talk to us about this is Shane Johnson, who's a professional support lawyer for Weber Wenzel. Thank you very much for joining us, Shane. Good evening, Patricia, and hello to your listeners. Now, Shane, talk to us about this new court law, Labour Court law, um, on constructive uh, constructive dismissal. Sure. So basically, um, in this year, a couple months ago, the Labour Court issued a new judgment that dealt with the issue of constructive dismissal. Um, it is quite um, a misinterpreted issue, I'd say, in labor law, and a lot of employees, I don't think, really understand the meaning behind constructive dismissal and exactly which circumstances, you know, lead to an employee being able to validly claim that they have been constructively dismissed. Um, There's a new labor court decision um, uh, which basically confirms that um, in claiming, in you know, formulating your claim for constructive dismissal, you really need to prove intolerability. In other words, you need to improve that your working environment or your employment conditions were so intolerable, um, you actually reached a breaking point. Those are the words used by the judgment. Um, that actually, that is what caused you to actually resign. So it's more than mere um, stress or if your workplace is unpleasant or a difficult working environment, which, Patricia, as you can imagine, many of us work in environments which are quite stressful um, or even unpleasant or difficult. Um, And the Labor Court has basically just confirmed that for an employee to actually claim that they have been constructively dismissed at the CCMA and be successful in that claim, they really need to go, um, they really need to prove more than just a difficult or unpleasant or stressful working environment. But aren't these um, issues that are subjective and very difficult to prove? Um, I would. I mean, I think that, yes, often, you know, these um, situations are not very easy uh, for an employer to deal with. Um, Often, you know, there is um, a lot of uh, instances where it is really between, you know, the issues are between a boss uh, or a superior and their junior employee. Um, and often those issues, you know, are confined to those two employees. And so an employee who, who has to, who wishes to, to resign and claim constructive dismissal um, will obviously need to ensure that they have um, evidence um, and proof um, that they have been subject to, to, to such tough working conditions and, and so much so that it's actually forced them, them to resign. Um, and I mean, Patricia, there actually are a lot of examples, and our, and our courts have actually dealt with this issue on various occasions. And one of the, the most important judgments was handed down also by the Labour Court a couple of years ago, where an employee was actually subject to months and months of sexual harassment, and the employer, despite that employee actually going to the HR department and reporting the sexual harassment and actually calling upon the employer to take action against the, the perpetrator, the employer actually failed to do so. And then the employee resigned and claimed constructive dismissal. And the employee was actually successful in that matter. So, yes, I agree with you that often, you know, these issues are quite subjective um, and not always easy to prove. Um, but there are instances where employees have been successful. 
Now, I'd like to ask you, A-teamers, if you've ever encountered an instance at uh, your workplace or business um, where you felt that there was constructive dismissal against you and um, you ended up leaving your job. But let us know what you did to, 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 to you know, get some legal assistance when it comes to this issue. We are speaking to Shane Johnson, who is a professional support lawyer for Weber Wenzel. And uh, what we are trying to get to is an understanding of what this new Labour Court decision around constructive dismissal is about. The number to dial A-teamers is on WhatsApp 0614-104-107 or you can call in on 011-714-2006 alternatively 891 You can also SMS on 41391. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. 104 to 107 nationwide and on DSTV channel 814. This is a late night conversations with me, Patricia Dooley on SAFM. The time is 21 minutes after 10 o'clock and we are talking legal issues. Um, there's been a new legal um, law that has been passed at the labor courts and that's around constructive dismissal. I have asked you, A-teamers, to please let us know if you've encountered such and how you handled it. And... Um, you know, we know it, it can get very frustrating in workplaces, and that's why we do have uh, Shane Johnson, who's a professional support lawyer for Weber Wenzel. Um, the number to dial is 0614-104-107 on WhatsApp, or you can call in on 891 alternatively on 011-714-2006. For SMSs, it's 41391, and SMSs are charged at one. Now, Shane, uh, before the break, I I was asking you about the fact that, you know, it could be difficult to prove uh, such cases. So what sort of proof would you need to, you know, so that you don't say it's the workload, because if your KPIs are around certain duties and you might find those stressful, that can't count as constructive dismissal. But how do you then prove perhaps unfair behavior and the likes? Yes, Patricia, I think that it's actually, it will actually be useful for us to look at this case a little bit more closely, the new Labour Court decision um, that was handed down a couple months ago. And in this particular matter, um, the employee was actually employed by a mining company, and due to a merger between her mining company and another mining company, she actually was transferred um, to the new company. And basically, once she started working for that new company, her new supervisor started realizing that she actually was not adhering to the company's policy on timekeeping. Um, and then the supervisor then um, rightly um, requested the employee to participate in a formal process with HR. It was called, it was a counseling session. Um, and basically after that session, the employee then claimed that there was some kind of witch hunt against her and claimed that the employer really sought to undermine the contract of employment. And ultimately, she claimed that the employer then made her continued employment intolerable. And she then resigned, um, and that's really the hallmark of a constructive dismissal. So it's not the employer that terminates the employment relationship, but rather the employee, out of their own choice, resigns because they believe that the employment relationship is now intolerable. And that's what happened in this case. So the employee resigned and she claimed um, uh, uh, claimed constructive dismissal and she referred it to CCMA. 
And so this kind of answers your question, but in a negative way. So it's, it's, one, it's an example, I think, of a case where there was no constructive dismissal because the employee actually couldn't prove that, her, that the employment relationship was actually intolerable. Here we had a situation where the employer correctly um, sought to discipline the employee for failing to, you know, follow proper timekeeping. She would uh, spend, um, she would often go over her lunch hour um, and even arrive late for work, etc. So there were clear violations of the employer's timekeeping policies and disciplinary code. Um, but still, she felt that after disciplinary action was taken against her, it, it made the, the working relationship intolerable. So, Patricia, I think it's clear from this case, and, and you tell me if you disagree, but it's clear from this case that the employee actually couldn't show that her working relationship was so intolerable that it forced her to resign. Um, and I think that the ultimate principle from this case is really a reminder from the court that if an employee feels that their the working relationship is intolerable, they really must be aware that, you know, if, if it's unpleasant, uh, for example, if they're going through a disciplinary process um, or if they feel their working environment is too stressful, like the example you alluded to earlier, if maybe the workload is too much, um, they have too many deadlines to meet, the hours are too long, etc. Those kinds of issues are not necessarily going to be enough to prove um, that the employment relationship is intolerable. Let's go to our A-team as a voice note. Uh, evening, Patricia and the A-teamers. Uh, I'm not the one who have encountered a constructive dismissal, but uh, it was one of uh, my uh, fellow employees. So, like... Um, uh, there was this other month that the employee didn't get his salary, so uh, he took the matter to the CCMA, and then what the employer did was uh, call uh, the employee to work uh, for one hour, and mind you that we were paid on an hourly basis. So then he would call him to come to work for one hour, and then after then he would dismiss uh, the poor guy. I would like to stay anonymous. Thank you. Oh my gosh, is that not just bad practice, um, Shane? Uh, Patricia, I'm always very cautious to give advice over the phone. Sure. Um, without having all of the facts, it, it's really difficult to determine whether it is unfair. But obviously, on the facts available and what uh, and based on what the caller has said, it does seem that there there is. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say grounds for uh, constructive dismissal, but definitely grounds for the employee to approach their human resources um, department and inform their human resources department about what's going on. Um, so in other words, lay a formal grievance and then and then take it from there. there I certainly more? wouldn't advise, um, and I think that's really, uh, I suppose I'm reaching the take-home point as, uh, you know, in the middle of our interview, but I, my take-home point to, to everyone listening um, on constructive dismissal is that the, the standard of proof is really high. And so before you resign and claim that your workplace is intolerable to work at, you really need to exhaust all internal remedies. Of course, if there are instances where, you know, it, it's really, it would be unreasonable to, to expect an employee to, to continue working. For example, uh, the matter, the sexual harassment matter that I referred to earlier on in our conversation, um, then you may resign before you actually exhaust uh, the remedies. But again, it really also depends on the facts. 
and and yeah, um, I, I think it's difficult for me to to say that there's a constructive dismissal claim on the basis of of the last voice note. Let's go to more voice notes. Good evening, Patricia. This is Morris from uh, Nelspreet, and uh, good evening to your guest as well. I, I just want to know: Can I claim a constructive dismissal if I'm being demoted for no reasons, and also if maybe I've lodged a complaint or a grievance and the employer fails to investigate can i uh, you know resign as a result and claim constructive dismissal you know maybe after that i'm being unfairly targeted for some other reasons you know that are beyond my understanding thank you shane uh, can you respond to that voice note Yes, um, I think that there could be grounds for for an employee there to resign and claim that their their employment relationship, you know, the employer has made the employment relationship so intolerable that, you know, they have been forced to to resign and they claiming that they uh, claim constructive dismissal at the CCMA. But again, I would caution any employee from doing so without fully exhausting all internal remedies. if they have been subject to a demotion, um, the employee also may refer an unfair labor practice claim to the CCMA. And once an employee, if an employee does so, they don't, they don't, they don't have to resign in order to do so. Um, so Patricia, again, I mean, the message is resignation is a unilateral act by an employee. And if they are resigning because their working conditions or environment is that intolerable, they, and, and they want to claim constructive dismissal, you need to ensure that you you really have exhausted all internal remedies before doing so. There's another voice note here. Uh, good evening, Patricia. This is Maswavi in Blufante. My take on that is reality is real, meaning the employer, the company got the money, and you as an employee, you'll never win. When we talk about the laws, the government can put the laws, but they, they are, their weakness is their weakness is to exercise that law. You need to pay the money to the lawyers. You need to, and when you pay the money to the lawyers, sometimes the employer is buying that lawyers out so that you can stay there. Wow. So it seems that, uh, you know, although the law is there for us, some people might find that um, those with more money are able to manipulate it. Is this the case when it comes to labor issues as well, Shane? Look, Patricia, we could probably have that conversation until tomorrow. But um, my view on that is, and and I think for the employees listening to the call, our labor law is actually framed um, and drafted in a manner that is accessible to to not only lawyers and companies with a lot of money, but also employees. Um, it is, uh, you know, I would describe it as user-friendly law and law that that all um, that all persons in South Africa are supposed to understand. And and the principles underlying labor law, which is actually the principle of fairness. Um, is also one which which is designed, you know, to accommodate and 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 allow for everyone in South Africa to understand. Um, and so, as much as I think, also it's important to note that you know that's why we have um, 
We have uh, bodies such as the, the Commission for Conciliation, Mediation and Arbitration, as well as the Labor Court, which actually adopt um, an employee-centric approach um, when they deal with, with labor, labor issues. So I think that, you know, the view, I understand the view um, of the employee um, in the last voice note. It's a view that I often hear, um, especially in my junior years as an attorney, um, that that certainly is, is a message from, from the public. But I think it's important for employees to know that um, our law is, our labor laws at least, are actually crafted in a way that that are designed to provide access to justice to to employees in the workplace. Um, yeah. We've got Anonymous on the line. Um, I'd like to remind our A-teamers that uh, the line is open and they can call in on 011-714-2006, alternatively on 0891-104-207. For WhatsApps, it goes to 0614-104-107. Anonymous, thank you very much for holding. How are you doing, A-teamer? Evening, I'm well in myself. Good, thank you very much. Great. I want to ask your guest, I want to hear his input in an instance where an employee is transferred by force and he did not actually want to be transferred on a lateral basis and the, the condition prevailing at where the employee is transferred at was not conducive. The employee has and had medical reports, you know, because of stressful situation, he was he was stressed and hospitalized and brain reports. And at some point he put a grievance, but the employer counted the grievance by the charges, and then the employee ultimately resigned. What what will your guest say in such instances? All right, Anonymous, please hold the line. Or, in fact, listen over the, the radio and Shane will be able to respond. Thank you very much. Shane, you've heard Anonymous's questions and the scenario that he paints. Yes. Um, thank you very much um, to the listener for his question. I think that, again, you know, without being afforded the full facts in the matter, based on what he has said, um, if the employee has resigned, um, it means that they cannot. He cannot now approach uh, the CCMA and claim that he has uh, claim unfair dismissal because it's not the employer who terminates who terminated the employment relationship, but rather the employee himself. Um, he unilaterally. It, it's a unilateral act. That's what resignation is. So the only available option, I think, um, you know, that comes to mind is the employee may be able to to then lodge an, a constructive dismissal claim against the employer. Um, but again, I mean, I hope that we uh, that I've conveyed, you know, the difficulty with, with proving that case and the fact that um, even if you even if you have the facts on your side, um, it's important to note that intolerability is, is a very high standard. And in that particular, in the case of the listener, uh, of the listener that he's just relayed, you know, there seem to be a lot of facts at play there. Um, he mentioned that he um, he lodged a grievance, and then the employer countered with misconduct charges. Um, and after that, it was when the employee resigned. And so, there's a lot of facts at play there. And I think there's a there's a complex there's a complex web of facts that ha- actually have to be analysed um, in order to give proper advice. 
Now, I've got a message on WhatsApp from Anonymous A-Teamer. They're saying there was an engineering firm in Danswat in the East Rand whose boss used to um, assault employees, thus rendering continued employment intolerable. You, you see, the problem is that employers are willing to pay even the CCMA to fix employees. They would rather bribe commissioners than employees. So sad. Um, second, second message of a similar nature of the bribery. It's not much that you can go into because you don't have all the facts. However, Shane, I'd like you to tell us what is the proper process to follow if you want to uh, file a complaint of uh, constructive dismissal. Okay, so if you want to claim um, constructive dismissal at the CCMA, there are a number of requirements that would need to be met. First of all, you would have to have resigned from your employer's employment, so you must have terminated the contract of employment. Your claim is obviously based on the fact that the continued employment relationship has become intolerable, and you obviously then will have at hand evidence to prove that your employer made your employment, your continued employment intolerable. So once you have satisfied those requirements, um, you can lodge a claim of constructive dismissal at the CCMA. There is a form that you have to fill out available on the CCMA website. You need to complete that form. So as far as I know, you need to complete that form within 30 days of your resignation. Um, and you lodge that form, that's the completed form at the CCMA, and then they will provide a date for conciliation. Um, if the parties are not able to conciliate um, the dispute, in other words, settle the dispute or come to some kind of agreement um, um, to settle the dispute or end the dispute, then the matter will proceed to arbitration. Um, and there will be a formal arbitration where a CCMA arbitrator will sit on the other side and hear both both sides. Um, from either party, and then the arbitrator will make a ruling. Uh, in my experience, Patricia, and also just to maybe demystify any myths that might have been created by the last caller statements, um, certainly in my experience, the CCMA um, is an objective body, um, and I haven't seen any instances of an employer party certainly bribing commissioners in order to obtain particular outcomes. I think that's a very serious um, allegation and issue. And if an employee feels that that has been the case, they can, of course, alert the CCMA to that um, to that instance, and the CCMA will investigate. Um, and, and any, you know, attorney or law firm or company that um, that, that, that is involved in bribery or corruption um, will face the, the full arm of the law. I'd like to find out as we close off the process that you've given us now, Shane, with regards to how to go about applying um, for legal assistance uh, at the labor courts around this uh, constructive dismissal. Is it is it only for permanently employed uh, people or um, temporarily employed people and contractual workers and independent contractors? Can they also file for constructive dismissal? Um, remember that independent contractors are not included within the realm of protection of our labor laws, but other categories of employees are included. Um, here I am speaking about temporary workers or part-time workers, um, fixed-term contractors as well, um, and obviously permanent, permanently employed employees as well. Um, just, yeah, just 
to mention, I already mentioned the exclusion of, of independent contractors. Mm. Well, for us who are independent contractors, let us lick our wounds. Thank you so very much, Shane, for joining us this evening. Uh, please give us uh, contact details or website where people can be in touch with yourself or your firm to get assistance around these issues. Yes, not a problem. Um, we've actually written a recent article on this particular judgment, which um, anyone from the public can actually access, access on our website. Um, our website address is www.weberwenzel.com, and Wenzel is with a Z. Um, and then they can click on our news tab and you can have a look for our article on constructive dismissal. Um, if anyone would like to contact me personally, um, they can find my profile, Shane Johnson, on the WeberWensel website as well. And you're welcome to, to drop me an email if you have any questions. Thank you so very much, Shane. Really, really appreciate it. Have a good evening. Thank you. You too, Patricia. The time now is uh, 41 minutes after 10. Remember at 11 o'clock, Zolega Kodash will come in with the news update. And after that, we'll be talking clairvoyant medium Mondays where our clairvoyant who keeps a smile on all your faces, Deborah Fete, is going to be joining us. Straight after this, we're going to be speaking to Grace Gachanga, who is the founder of Luma Law. And uh, she's going to be telling us about some free legal help for South Africans. Very interesting. A-team is the number to dial is 011-714-2006 or you can dial 891 For WhatsApps, send them to 614 and SMSs go to 41391.